Hello? 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 Yes, this is MCO. Hello? This is MCO. Hello? Hello? This is another MCO and transmission. This is the Vimalakirti Nirdesha Sutra, the advice of the layman Vimalakirti, translated from the Chinese version of Kumara Jiva by M. C. Owens. Chapter 2 Upaya Skillful Means At that time, in the great city of Vaishali, there was an elder named Vimalakirti. He had already offered alms to immeasurable Buddhas in the past, had deeply planted roots of goodness, and had grasped the patient tolerance of birthlessness. Unhindered in eloquence, he roamed in the transcendental powers and commanded full retention of the teachings. He had attained the state of fearlessness, overcoming the torments and ill will of Mara. He had entered the profound Dharma doors, and excelled in pranya-paramita, transcendent wisdom. A master of upaya, expedient means, he had successfully fulfilled the great vow. He could clearly discern the tendencies of the minds of sentient beings, and was also capable of distinguishing their capacities, keen or obtuse, his mind having long been clear and purified through the way of the Buddha, and he was firmly on the great vehicle. Everything he did was well thought out and planned. He abided with the dignity and authority of a Buddha, his mind as vast as an ocean, and all the Buddhas sighed in admiration. Disciples, Chakra, Brahma, world leaders, all praised him. Desiring to rescue others, he lived in Vaishali as in Upaya. With his immeasurable wealth, he embraced the poor and helpless. His faultless observation of the precepts embraced all those violating prohibitions. Through the practice of patient tolerance, he embraced all rage and anger. With great determination, he embraced all laziness. Single-minded in his meditation, he embraced all chaotic thought. With firm, certain wisdom, he embraced all ignorance. Though dressed in the white robes of a layman, he observed all the rules of pure conduct laid down for monks, and though he lived at home, he had no attachment to the triple world. One could see he had a wife and children, yet he always practiced the pure way of Brahma. It was obvious he had kin and household attendants, yet he always delighted in withdrawing from them. Although he wore jewels and finery, he was really adorned with the auspicious marks of a Buddha. Although he ate and drank like others, the joy of dhyana meditation is what he truly savored. If he visited gambling parlors, it was solely to rescue people. If he received some other teaching, it did not impinge upon his true faith. Though well-versed in secular writings, he constantly delighted in Buddha Dharma. Respected by everyone, he was looked on as foremost among those deserving of alms. Upholding the correct Dharma, he embraced old and young alike. He conducted all kinds of business enterprises in the spirit of trust and harmony, with no delight in worldly profit, 
He frequented the busy crossroads in order to bring benefit to others. He entered government offices and courts of law so as to aid and rescue all those he could. He entered places of debate in order to guide others to the great vehicle. He entered all the study halls to further the instruction of the students. He entered all houses of licentiousness to point out the errors of desire. And he entered wine shops in order to encourage those capable of standing up. If among elders, he was the elder most revered for explaining the superior dharma. If among lay believers, he was the lay believer most revered for having cut off all their greed and attachments. If among kshatriya warriors, he was the kshatriya most revered for teaching them patient tolerance. If among brahmans, he was the brahman most revered for ridding them of the conceit of self. If among great ministers, he was the great minister most revered for teaching the correct dharma. If among princes, he was the prince most revered for demonstrating loyalty and obedience. If among the inner palace, he was the inner palace member most revered for converting and bringing refinement to the women of the inner palace. If among common people, he was the common person most revered for helping them gain wealth and power. If in Brahma's heaven, he was the most revered in Brahma's heaven for revealing superior wisdom. If in Chakra's heaven, he was the most revered of Chakra's heaven for demonstrating impermanence. If among the guardians of the world, he was the most revered among guardians of the world for guarding all sentient beings. The elder Vimalakirti thus employed immeasurable numbers of upaya in order to bring benefit to others. Using these upaya, he made it appear that his body was ill. Because of his illness, the king of the country, great ministers, elders, lay believers, and brahmins, as well as the princes and lesser officials, numbering countless thousands, all went to see him and inquire about his illness. Vimalakirti then used this bodily illness to explain the Dharma to those who came. Friends, he said, this body is impermanent, without durability, without strength, without firmness, a thing that decays in a moment, not to be relied upon. It leads to suffering, affliction, a meeting place of manifold ills. Friends, a body like this, no enlightened person could rely upon. This body is like a cluster of foam, nothing you can grasp or handle. This body is like a bubble that cannot continue for very long. This body is like a flame born of longing and desire. This body is like a plantain tree that has no firmness in its trunk. This body is like a phantom, the product of error and confusion. This body is like a dream, compounded of false and empty visions. This body is like a shadow, appearing only through karmic causes. This body is like an echo, tied to causes and conditions. This body is like a drifting cloud, 
changing and vanishing in an instant. This body is like lightning, barely lasting from moment to moment. This body is like the earth element, which has no subjective being. This body is like the fire element, devoid of self. This body is like the wind element, which has no set lifespan. This body is like the water element, devoid of individuality. This body has no reality, but makes these four elements its lodging. This body is empty, removed of self and the possessions of self. This body is without understanding, like plants or trees, tiles or pebbles. This body is without agency, blown about by the wind. This body is impure, crammed with defilement and evil. This body is vacuous and unreal, though you may bathe and cleanse it for a time, clothe and feed it. In the end, it must crumble and fade. This body is plague-ridden, beset by a hundred and one ills and anxieties. This body is like an abandoned well on the hillside, old age pressing in on it. This body has no fixity, but is destined for certain death. This body is like poisonous snakes, vengeful bandits, or an empty village, a mere coming together of aggregates, realms, and sense fields. Friends, a thing like this is irksome and hateful, and therefore you should desire the body of a Buddha. Why? Because the body of a Buddha is the Dharmakaya, the Dharma body. It is born from immeasurable merit and wisdom. It is born from precepts, meditation, wisdom, liberation, and the insights of liberation. It is born of kindness, compassion, joy, and equanimity. It is born of the various paramitas, generosity, discipline, patience, determination, meditation, liberation, samadhi, all the teachings, and wisdom. It is born from upaya. It is born from the six supernatural powers. It is born from the thirty-seven aids to awakening. Born from right observation. Born from the ten powers. Born from the four fearlessnesses. Born from the eighteen unique qualities of a Buddha. Born from cutting off all unvirtuous dharmas. Born from gathering all virtuous dharmas. Born from the truth of suchness, born from the avoidance of indulgence and laxity, born from immeasurable, pure dharma like this, is the body of the Tathagata. Friends, if you want to attain the body of a Buddha and cut off all the illnesses of sentient beings, you should generate Anuttara Samyak Sambodhicitta, the highest most correctly awakened mind. And so, the elder Vimalakirti used the occasion of those coming to inquire about his illness to explain the Dharma, causing numberless thousands of people to all generate Anuttara Samyak Sambodhicitta.